0: review podcast hi brie hi welcome to the review podcast i am anthony
1: and i'm brie
0: and this is podcast where we review movies double meaning there double meaning for uh the review podcast we review because these are movies that at least one of us has seen before um and we're also reviewing the movies um just as casual viewers uh just as casual view brie more of a casual viewer than me when it comes to these halloween movies uh that we've been tackling me more of a casual viewer than brie when it comes to uh the jurassic park movies that we've been doing i'm
1: not near a casual viewer of jurassic park
0: no yeah you're obsessive (laughs) yeah just as i am obsessive with uh with halloween but um welcome welcome to the review podcast brie um how you doing
1: i'm doing okay you know today's a good day uh Got a really good workout in really early in the morning. Woke mm-hmm. up before you got all my things done. For the How day. long
0: were you awake before? A me? good like half hour, maybe good 45 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I woke had to get up ready. The, I woke up and the dog was still in the cage. So um, cause, I was like, Cause
1: I didn't know if you were going to be up by the time I left. So I didn't want to let him out and then him free roam while you're sleeping.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Um, well, thank you for being considerate as I, I try to be caught as up on my sleep. um, <laughs> great so you know here we are and you know my week's been uh pretty hectic we have been all over the place with snow days and e-learning days can you
1: believe that valentine's day was it within this week
0: oh yeah we recorded that podcast like okay so we're for our viewers. We're um, ahead. Yeah, <laughs> unveiling the curtain a little bit. Um, we're recording a lot of these podcasts like well in advance, just so we're kind of ahead of the game and caught we up. We don't and not want stressed. you
1: to be waiting for us, right? So we'll try to get as much as we can done, done pre-recorded, so that you are never waiting for us. Because if you waited for us, these wouldn't happen regularly every week.
0: Yeah, no way. Because yeah. we,
1: we're both in. We both are working and then we both um, are in school and mm-hmm. then we have a dog and a cat and well the cat's
0: less maintenance than the dog but I yeah know. we got a dog Little we, have puppy a, guy. We, have,
1: we have a puppy, we have a cat we have like a house to maintain it's been snowing and blizzarding. it's February in Illinois so as you can imagine, it's been crazy but yeah it was this has been a really long week.
0: Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it seemed really long. Uh, Thursday this past week was the first time I had done like a zoom class with my students in over a year. And I just realized how much I fucking hate it. (laughs) Just how much, how horrible it was. And I was like, man, I did this all last year being on zoom with the kids and not that I was on zoom, but the kids were at home. I was still in the building, but, um, it it sucks it sucks because and i'm sure you know this you're different with first grade with high school it's like pulling freaking teeth to get these kids to participate i
1: know it's pulling freaking teeth to get the kids when we're all on zoom it's hard um, because i'm competing with toys at home mm-hmm. video games well television. i'm also competing
0: with video games and then i'm Valorant like and then you and have some
1: parents who like they're watching tv in the background Mm-hmm. And your kid doesn't have headphones on.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's man. like
1: um, I'm not going to be more interesting than the TV that you have on in the background. I've had to kick a kid out of Zoom because parents watching something inappropriate for school on TV, and I and I can see the TV from my uh, in the background, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta kick you out of the Zoom. What was
0: the inappropriate thing?
1: It was like some like Jerry Springer kind oh, of thing. Okay. So I and I messaged Daytime. the parent. I was like, Hi, like we can see the TV. On Zoom, this happened last year when we were all on Zoom the whole year. I was like, "Ah, uh, you're gonna need to like turn the turn the computer so that we can't see it." I was like, "That program's inappropriate for first grade, and the kids can see it. Mm-hmm. If I can see it, the other kids can see it. It's like super had,
0: distracting." And too. I've had
1: kids come and they're not wearing clothes. Some of their clothes, and I'm like, and I have to kick them out. And I'm like, and I have to message parents, "Hey, we have to come to school with a shirt on."
0: No shirt, no shoes, no, ser- well, I <laughs> no don't care shirt well no shirt no shoes,
1: no school, yeah, or they're not wearing pants, and I'm like, they gotta come to school with pants, please make sure they're wearing pants,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> I um, mean, these are the things that it's like that's
1: zoom school for you
0: zoom school it's been it's been rough, not only for the i mean, think about the kids, think about the children the children. Think, think about the children, about the me. kids that they hate well, the kids love it. My students told me the other day when we came back into uh class i was like well how do you like the zoom stuff and they're like i missed it i'm like yeah because you get to slack and it's (laughs) it's like yeah because you play video games instead of paying attention to class and they admitted that they do that they're like yeah i I played so many video games while my teachers were teaching i'm like this is why this doesn't work and it sucks that we were caught between a rock and a hard place during the pandemic because we really didn't have a choice in the matter and then
1: they wonder why like um their grades were bad last year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Zoom school. It was that you were the kids who did well had no distractions on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it just reminded me this week of like how happy I am to not be doing that stuff consistently anymore. And um I don't know, man.
1: Oh, me and my coworker definitely said that we would rather come to the building in a blizzard than teach online. Mm -hmm. or give them a snow day like (laughs) we were just like oh i hate zoom i hate it Mm -hmm. um because it's really hard to teach first graders on zoom i'll be honest it's it's almost impossible
0: right we interrupt our regularly scheduled broadcast to bring you
1: Us fucking up, yeah.
0: Us fucking up. Poopy news, not Um, us
1: fucking up. Poopy news.
0: Uh, well, it wasn't us. It wasn't
1: our fault. It was the equipment that we have.
0: Okay, so let me explain why. After six minutes of this podcast, it has just gotten really weird for our listeners uh, right now. Well, Brie and I (sighs) uh, are recording the uh, this section of the podcast about I don't know a later date. A couple hours. Yes. After. Um, we recorded
1: about an hour and a half worth of content that you will never hear.
0: It got uh, corrupted. It was fi- a corrupted file.
1: We tried to get it back. We couldn't. It kept giving Anthony's computer the the poops. Yeah. Um, it kept in his computer it was a real bad time Anthony screamed a couple of times I did yeah um anyway I cried a little bit um
0: <laughs> we we did the whole podcast and like the
1: podcast was done
0: right well right when we were getting to discussing the climax of the movie I got the notification, oh, something about your output error, because I record the video of this and then translate it into an audio file. And uh, so the video was there, the file was there, but I couldn't play it and I couldn't do anything with it. So the file was corrupted. I downloaded a couple of different uh, softwares to try to recover the file. It didn't work. Um, And then whenever I tried to convert the file into an MP3 to see if I can get around the system, uh, my computer crashed so we uh just had to restart and we're gonna get back to it
1: in advance for this pod because
0: it's not gonna be as authentic it's not
1: not gonna be authentic because we already recorded the like the entire thing um i don't want to spend more than an hour on it because we already spent another and like two hours of our lives on it earlier
0: we'll be fine we'll be fine I, I, think did, our, I
1: didn't want to record again today. Our, I was so angry, but Anthony's like, "Please," and I, he's like, "We have to do it in order." And I'm like, "But can't we not?" Well, I didn't want to forget
0: the movie if we waited for because the original plan was, "Well, well, fuck Halloween Resurrection."
1: Yeah, that was our original <laughs> plan. We're like, "Oh, we'll just fucking come back
0: to it." Yeah,
1: but then we're like, "Oh no, it will make no sense because then we'll have to
0: watch it again." And then we'll have to watch it again. <laughs> I don't want to do that. um so um, let's get down to it. Bree, first of all, I have a question for you. Uh, what scares you?
1: Um, An audio <laughs> file being corrupted and having to do a podcast over
0: that. I knew exactly what you were going to say. The moment that I asked that question, I'm like, because what was your, at the first time we recorded it, you were like, oh, um, I, some, something, about, something about food going bad. And now, oh yeah, oh yeah, big, big scare big scary. i guess i'm in a better
1: mood though because we i made pizza so we had pizza before this that's my treat earlier my treat was um uh dunkin donuts coffee because i was having a good day i bought us both dunkin donuts coffees but then the day didn't get better
0: you will never hear what was said in the hour and a half recording that we did
1: and that makes me so sad for you there was some
0: good content there i I thought that there was some good shit
1: I know. I'm so sad for you. So I made pizza. That's my new breeze street. I make pizza like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love pizza, so it's super easy. You need a, a package of, um, active dry yeast and in a bowl, like one cup of warm water, teaspoon of honey, the yeast, let it bloom and a bowl, other bowl, two and a fourth cup of flour like a teaspoon and a half of salt and then i add garlic powder and um italian seasoning to that too because it makes the like the dough taste really good anyway you're gonna pour the yeast bloomed mixture into there you're gonna knead your dough and then put oil your bowl and put the dough in there let it rise for two hours punch it punch punch reform let it rise for another hour spread it out on a cookie sheet put your um i do like butter in a bowl melt it then some garlic powder or i like to use the fresh uh, minced garlic in there and then you put that down on the dough first then your sauce then your pepperonis then your cheese and then you cook it at four hundred degrees until it looks done.
0: And you can put your pepperonis in any kind of position that you want them to. You can make them look like a smiley face. It can be a peace symbol.
1: Um, I so, I anything. put my pepperonis so close together because I put a whole package of pepperoni on there. Um, so they're like on, uh, they're like layered so nicely so I, that every bite will have I pepperoni. Tell you, I ate
0: this pizza, and there were a couple moments where I went
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because. The, the hot uh, pepperoni slice. Oh, the hot pepperoni just burnt the ever-loving crap out of my mouth because we
1: don't we don't learn um, no, earlier don't learn on on the podcast earlier you would um if it had not died and pooped down on us you would know that yesterday i stopped eating dinner because i burned the crap out of my mouth <laughs> i don't learn because i burnt the crap out of my mouth that, that ruined
0: dinner for you the other night where you i stopped eating you ate the rice burnt the crap out of your mouth and then I'm you're done. just like i'm, I'm done, done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> like a full dinner left
1: i'm done I'm done. I'm <laughs> i will go hungry i am not eating anymore
0: <laughs> okay um then let's get down to it so that we can he's um, gonna
1: go over the whole like the entire spiel of um <laughs> so i've heard this already once the entire, so i'm the gonna go take um, a potty break and i'll come back when you're done i'm kidding
0: oh uh, i thought you were for real <laughs> gonna get up i was like sure whatever go ahead. Um, Okay, so this is 2002's Halloween Resurrection. This is the sequel to Halloween H20. Just a little tidbit of information here. Um, You may hear Kaido's chain jingling in the background because while in our previous recording, he was calm and he was at peace. Now he is wild. So uh, maybe Kaido will shut the f up while we record this (laughs) but i uh can't tell you for sure um anyway halloween uh resurrection the sequel to halloween h2o uh created in 2002 directed by rick rosenthal who also directed halloween 2 uh he's the first director at this point to have come back to the franchise Um, they originally asked dwight little who directed halloween 4 to come back to the franchise and he said no he said i don't want to do it so eventually we get Rick Rosenthal, who in our Halloween 2 episode, we were very uh, uh, sympathetic of Rick Rosenthal, and we were sympathetic towards the idea that, uh, it, you know, this really wasn't his world to play in, and John Carpenter got involved a little bit about what to do with Halloween 2. So now Rick Rosenthal's back in Halloween Resurrection, and this is his movie, uh, for better or for worse. This is his movie, and Bree uh, just... Asking you super quick, what were your general thoughts on this movie? Before we get into any of the specifics, what were the general thoughts on the movie? My
1: general thoughts are similar to my general thoughts earlier. Yes. It was better than I remember it being.
0: hmm Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Because going into this movie I was like oh man Halloween resurrection is the stinker of the franchise it's the stinker I would say
1: it's not the stinker
0: No I think Halloween 6 is the stinker Oh yeah that one is a big stink I thought this one was much better than Halloween 6 I thought that while it's not a good movie per se
1: entertaining It's
0: entertaining like we had fun watching it and you know as we talked about last recording we don't we don't poo-poo on movies on this podcast. We try not to poo-poo on movies. If we poo-poo on movies, it's for a critical lens or a critical It's only
1: for the toilet.
0: Yeah. We this is a critical <laughs> analysis of the of the movies. This isn't like how did this get made where we are making fun of the movie. We're not doing that, but we do have to acknowledge like our general thoughts on the movie. So if that comes in the the lens of questioning the movie then that's just what it is so we don't want to poo-poo on the movie but we can be critical right like we can make comments that come up in the questioning of what we uh of what we talk about so let's get down to the behind the scenes aspect of a lot of these have you seen the poster for this movie
1: um. No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me what it looks
0: like. I am going to tell you what it looks like, and I uh, am sure you recall our conversation from earlier of me telling you what it looks like. But for all intents and purposes, this is the first time we're talking about it. Um, so the poster looks a lot like Scream. Um, the poster is all of the busts of the main cast like on the right side of the poster, Jamie Lee Curtis is up in front, even though her role is uh, very minimal in this movie. And on the left side of the poster is like a Phantom of the Opera esque, like half face of the Michael Myers mat of Michael Myers mask. And I looked at it and I was just like, "This is this is fucking Scream. This is the Scream poster." Um, and it goes back to a conversation that we had. On the last episode of the podcast where Halloween H2O written by the Scream guy, Kevin Williamson, is very, very, very similar down to the way that it's shot, to the music, to the poster. And this is just another symptom of, I think, late 90s, early 2000s horror movies where even though Scream is at its core like a satire of horror movies and it's saying like this is a, a a strict commentary on horror movies like at the time that this was made i think that a lot of studios and a lot of like filmmakers looked at scream and said holy shit that was really good and that became the template of horror movies for the next how many years that were just like Everything needs to be meta and everything needs to be like Scream. So this movie is like, or was supposed to be, this meta analysis of reality TV and serial killer obsession. So what do you think, Brie? What do you think about all that?
1: I'm obsessed um, with true crime. And I know a lot of people are obsessed with like serial killers. So I think... Like what this movie does well is kind of captivate that kind of obsession with it not only with the characters in the reality TV Mm -hmm. um, aspect but also uh, character we meet at the very beginning is there's an obsession with serial killers the same way we've talked about this in a previous pod when women will write love letters to killers
0: in prison Was the uh, ted mundy yeah right? it's
1: the, uh, the obsession with these barely below average men and i think it's the dangerous aspect some some not all
0: Would be what um some be women.
1: <laughs> some women, <laughs> i thought you're gonna
0: say some serial killers are much better looking than others
1: no uh, some women think they can fix men um he's not fixable honey He murders people. And if he was out and not behind bars, he would murder you too.
0: Right, right. So a little bit more behind the scenes uh, look at this movie. We um, are coming off of Halloween H20. And this is in 2002. Now... I remember when the movie first came out and i was seven six seven years old when the movie came out now i mentioned this on my on the previous halloween podcast the very first one we did of halloween that you know halloween's like my favorite movie of all time and it's because of childhood trauma yay Yay. Yay. yeah my dad like tortured me with this fucking movie but I remember when this movie came out because it was the first Halloween movie of like like that I could remember coming out. So I was like, I gotta go see it because I'm afraid of it, and I think that if I see it, then I can conquer my fear sort of thing. And uh, I did not see it in theaters. Uh, mother would not allow it. Father would not allow it. Grandma, grandpa would not allow it. So I didn't see this movie until years later. And I thought it was you know not great, and then we watched it um in college together when we were mm. watching the Halloween franchise so
1: our relationship is just like this very interesting um to use uh our lovely buster rhymes our <laughs> go, go our ahead. <laughs> relationship is a mystery oh, I,
0: love that. <laughs> I, I have that quote wrapped written down. up in
1: a question wrapped up in an enigma
0: Yep, that's what he says
1: <laughs> <laughs> um we met and i mean for me it was like i knew this man was special when i first met him and i don't know if you felt that way about me but i definitely felt that way about you Oh, do go on. Like I I believe what I experienced was love at first sight. I do believe. Um
0: Listen, this is not the Valentine's Day podcast. I,
1: I know, but you know, you got me you got me all sappy.
0: <laughs> well, talking about how we watched movies in college. Yeah, because oh, okay. Great. like
1: our whole relationship is based off as we are cu- like getting we're almost through with this about uh, halfway ish more or than a little halfway, bit more than halfway a little bit more than halfway finish with this it's like our relationship has been built on on, on halloween. halloween yeah and i don't like to watch movies with anybody else and i think it's a special thing when even his friends know that if we're gonna go see a movie like sometimes i'm like automatically included
0: Yeah, they got the tickets to see Batman, and I didn't even ask for you to be included. They are just like, we got Brie a ticket. All right, great. Um,
1: Cool. It's because, like, they know I (laughs) like that stuff. Like, (laughs) Like, scary movies and superhero movies. Like, you gotta invite me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I remember this coming out when I was a kid, and I didn't see the movie until much, much later. And upon review of the movie... Again, I think I enjoyed it uh, uh, immensely more than I thought I was going to because I've been reading this book and I've mentioned it on the pod before. It's called Taking Shape um, by Dustin McNeil and Travis Mullins. And these are authors. booty cheeks in it. What?
1: Uh, the authors are booty cheeks to this movie. What? They're, the authors are booty cheeks oh, in this movie. I, was,
0: I did not know what you were saying right there. You're like, there's booty cheeks in it? I'm like, I don't remember seeing a butt in this movie. Um, <laughs> you know what would make this better? A butt. Michael Myers' bare oh, booty. Oh, his dump truck from <laughs> Halloween 6? Oh, my
1: God. He did have a dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he did. Cake. Um, he got the Cake. And so, uh, in Taking Shape, um, one of my main critiques in the book is great, because it's all about the production history of all of these Halloween movies, and if you're really into Halloween movies, you're really, really into the behind-the-scenes aspects of movies, uh, this book is is for you, and is very great. However, my main critique of the book is that, as a historian, I'm often very critical of, of things. I have my major or my uh, undergrad degree in history, but... yeah so i'm my critique of the book is that i don't think that they're very critical of some of these halloween movies like we'll get to what they say about rob zombie to which i completely disagree with the authors on that one but we'll talk about that on the next halloween episode when we talk about rob zombies reboots or remakes or whatever the heck that thing is um but resurrection i think upon rereading that chapter they they are critical of it and they're pretty much like the guy who wrote the movie it ended up being a completely different movie than what this guy had originally planned and he's very critical of Buster Rhymes or the authors are very critical of Buster Rhymes in uh in the film and they are very critical of um a lot of the things that Michael Myers does in the movie but often sympathetic and saying, like, look, there's some aspects that the writers couldn't get around. And we'll talk about some of those aspects. So originally, the uh, movie was going to be called a couple of different things. The movie was going to be called Halloween Michael Myers com. But I don't think Mustafa Akkad owned the domain to Michael Myers com. So they couldn't do it. Um, then it was going to be Halloween H2K uh, for the new millennium, the first Halloween of the new millennium. To which I told Brie earlier, I think that would have been very confusing with H2O. And initially, this movie was supposed to be a a very critical like commentary, a Scream-esque meta commentary of serial killer obsession and reality TV, where the writer who was interviewed, he said, I wanted it to be something like War of the Worlds, where back in the 1950s or whenever War of the Worlds was, um, Orson Welles doing this radio show, everyone thought that it was real. Nobody thought that this was just a trick that they were pulling on us or a story that they were telling through the radio because that had never happened before. And we can look back on it in the lens of 2022 and say, wow, those people were really dumb and believing that stuff. But That's because we're oversaturated with media and we've experienced the real and the fake and we're able to identify that a little bit easier now. But the writer wanted it to be somewhat like War of the Worlds where it's all these kids doing a reality TV show in Michael Myers' house, but um, the audience doesn't know if it's real, if it's fake, what's going on. And that's somewhat present in the movie. Um, But here's something that was interesting, Brie, about the... um, Direction that they were originally going to go with this movie, the writer had planned to initially subvert the expectations of the audience by taking Sarah, who is our final girl, our main character in this movie, and killing her off early on in the film, and then shifting the final girl uh character to the side character. Jen, who's played by uh, Katie Sackhoff, I think is her name. The Bo-Katan Bo- from The Mandalorian, um, who you were very critical of uh, her her performance in this movie.
1: What are you talking about? I was never critical. Yeah, <laughs> you were. Um, so... This is something I wish they kept in the movie. I think that would have been really good. It's very much like another movie we very much recommend you
0: watch. Yeah, the, uh, behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. It's a mockumentary and it's again a very like strict satire of horror movies. You and, gotta, like, you have to watch the cliches it. Cliches of horror movies where. Um, without spoiling a lot, the, the narrative does shift or the character roles do shift where we think one cur- one person's going to be the final girl and it shifts to another person towards the end of the movie. Um, so
1: you have to go watch this. We watched it on Shudder. Shudder. Which is a horror movie streaming service. We're not
0: getting paid by Shudder, unfortunately. I would love to get paid right? by them. Shudder, you however, should really
1: sponsor us because we will watch all
0: the horror movies. Yeah, but um, Shudder's great. We're not getting paid by them. We just really love Shudder. But if <laughs> they really wanted to, it. but if they wanted to, like yeah, I'm we're, totally we're always available. Money. We're willing to take the call. Um, but I think this this was this was interesting, and um, obviously we got a much different movie. Um, that Buster Rhymes character Freddie was initially a much smaller role until Busta Rhymes uh, busted I mean, in. Well, like if you got and, Busta,
1: you might as well use Busta. Well,
0: that's what Busta said. Not the rest of the filmmakers. Because, um, from my knowledge of this movie, Buster Rhymes got to write all of his own dialogue. <laughs> and it's very obvious at the amount of motherfuckers that are thrown around in this movie by him. Um, all the, his character traits, I don't know if he had a hand in, but we'll talk about that um, later on.
1: Um, we open up, and it is like a black background doing all the billing of the movie like here are the people it's kind of very much boring very much um where's the pizzazz
0: i hate when movies do that um i hate when movies have the opening credits that's just on like a single colored screen with music playing because it's just it's just boring it's boring i think that You know, Halloween, the original movie, did that. And at least they had a pumpkin, right? Like the zoom in on the pumpkin.
1: You know what they could have had? Michael's standing there working.
0: Oh, they could have done that. I mean, it would have fit with this movie because he does a lot of questionable things. Um, Let's talk about the cast of this movie. Uh, Main character. I don't know her name.
1: Um, Main character. Don't know. All I know here is... Busta, Tyra Banks,
0: yeah. Bo-Katan, um,
1: Bo-Katan <laughs> and Luck of the Irish.
0: And Luck of the Irish, yeah. Those are the only people I know. I don't know. Um, oh, and American Pie. American Kevin Pie. Kevin from American Pie is in this movie.
1: Um, there's a, a, a black male character.
0: Whose name I can't remember. Uh, um, there's a, there's it? our our, ma- our female main character, our final girl, whose name I can't remember. Um, um, there's
1: a friend who, thank God, did not do blackface in this movie. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there because <laughs> I made a comment about that. I was like, thank God. Thank God he did not do blackface. Um, so our cast, you know, who do you think was the highest paid actor um, in this movie? I,
1: th- I would have to say, well, first is Jamie I don't Lee Curtis. Answer.
0: Well, yeah, obviously Jamie Lee. And but... then
1: I, I don't know who. It depends on. If um, America's Next Top Model had started already, yeah, because we, if if it was in the it was in the midst of America's Next Top Model, I believe Tyra would have taken billing before Busta.
0: I have to say, just on a guess, I don't think that America's Next Top Model was airing at this point.
1: I gotta look this up.
0: Yeah, let's think, keep talking. I think uh, I think Busta Rhymes might have been the highest paid person in this movie. And Busta, you know, he really does a lot of uh, stuff in this movie. He's an actor. He's a stuntman. He does it all in this movie. And uh, I mean, Busta Busta Rhymes gives it his all. Like, we have to appreciate the effort that Busta puts in, even though, um, as the authors of Taking Shape say, the moment that you have Busta Rhymes do karate on Michael Myers is the moment you lose all integrity of this movie. And I can't help but agree. However, um, you got to appreciate the effort that that Busta puts in. Um, so we have a star-studded cast. Uh, Bo-Katan, Katie Sackoff, is in this movie. Um, Brie initially was very critical of her performance, and he's ta- he's talking on his. Bubble. I'm talking on my ass. Um, <laughs> so she's in this movie, and we had talked about this on the previous recording of the pod, but. Brie, do you think that they really wanted Brittany Murphy for Absolutely. this? Absolutely, They 110% wanted Brittany Murphy for this movie. Um, I'm making an assumption, but it, it, that's what it really seemed like because she really looks like Brittany Murphy. And there's like moments in there where Brie and I looked at each other and we're like, oh my god they so wanted fucking Brittany Murphy for this movie. But she probably said no. And um. Like there's stuff that that she does, that is very Britney Murphy esque.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like what? Like the m- mouth mannerisms, where she's like talking out the side, um, when she's brushing like her hair in the mirror. Mm-hmm. She just like it. It. It's very reminiscent of every single Britney Murphy movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more of like Clueless because she does that a lot in Clueless. Um, to which I was thinking like, when did Clueless come out? And, oh,
1: oh my goodness. What? Brittany Murphy looks very different in Clueless than the Brittany Murphy I was picturing in my head.
0: Yeah. Brittany Murphy, like later in her career is Katie Sackhoff in this movie. Yes. But like... Brittany Murphy in Clueless is much younger and I, th- I think she's brunette, right? It's
1: like reddish. Oh, around. it's like red. Yeah. Um, right here.
0: But yeah, I, I think they really wanted Brittany Murphy for that role. Couldn't get her, but got the next best thing, which is Bo-Katan. Um, so, we begin this movie with uh, Laurie Strode in the hospital. Because Rick Rosenthal, again, directed Halloween 2, loves to put Laurie Strode in the hospital and have whatever uh, story about Laurie in a hospital.
1: Um, And they do kind of what something Anthony hates. It's um. Uh, one of the nurses is new and the head nurse is telling her pretty much (laughs) what happened in the previous movie, which was, um, Lori's in the grippy sock motel because, um, she cut off what's who she believed to be. Michael's head turns out Michael switched the, his body with, um, a police officer's body. So really she chopped the head off of, a police officer, and then the other, the new nurse was like, but why didn't he say anything? And she's like, well, Michael crushed his, crushed his larynx. How convenient! And I was like, How convenient. wow, this man gets super lucky all the freaking time. He gets
0: super lucky all the time. So, a note about, well, a couple notes about this, and, and kind of my feeling. What did you think about it? Do you like when movies do that?
1: I mean, I guess this one needed it, because we see um, Lori's looking out the window in the next scene, and we see, like, Michael... And we don't know if it's Michael or if it's what she imagines Michael, who Michael is. And if we didn't have that nurse explain, we'd be like, how the hell?
0: Michael. If we still would around. we
1: would know. We would think that that was just her imagination.
0: Oh, so maybe they shouldn't have done it. I don't know, because I personally don't like when movies explain in like passing dialogue or conversation about like, oh, previously on Halloween. um, This movie, I don't know if it needed that necessarily, or maybe there was another way of going about it, but. A note about why we get that explanation. So we end H2O with Lori chopping off Michael's head. Now, in the behind the scenes of H2O, as we talked about in the last episode, there wasn't a lot of back and forth headbutting between the producers and Jamie Lee Curtis, except for one thing. Jamie Lee wanted to come back and she wanted to kill Michael Myers. Mustafa Akkad, on the other hand, said, No, he's my cash cow. Michael stays alive, he never dies. So they came to an agreement that said at the end of H2O, it's going to make it look like Laurie kills Michael. But at the beginning of the next movie, you can explain that this happens and then this happens and then this happens. So the flashback that we get in Resurrection is filmed during the filming of H2O. Like they had already planned that. So that's why the the writers of that Taking Shape book are like "Eh, a little sympathetic there because they had to incorporate that stuff. So the first 15 minutes of the movie with Michael in the hospital and hunting down Laurie, it's like, how do you follow that? And,
1: and Michael, he does. Um,
0: how did you spell that?
1: Um, M E E K L E. Michael um, he gets extremely lucky in the scene because there's, um, what's his name? Harold Harold is out and about, um, the security officer, Goes he's, to grabs him. Scared,
0: he scares the security officer, and the security officer's like, "God damn, Harold!"
1: And so you get back in the like the control room. Two um of the security officers are like, "Oh, Harold's out. I thought you went and got Harold. We gotta go grab him." So they leave. The... But they're like
0: chill with Harold too. They're like, "Harold, what are you Cause, doing out?" Because
1: Harold up until this point was probably passive. Passive yeah. doesn't really is interested in but would never do anything yeah um they leave to go check that out and as soon as they leave the desk turn their backs Miko
0: is in the building <laughs> like okay so if they had not turned their back at that exact moment they would have been like who's this fucking guy in the building right now and michael like consistently gets lucky like that i feel like the entire last movie was him getting lucky like that um but what a what a a coincidence. What a, what uh, a random is. set of circumstances that led to this.
1: And they're like, do 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 we're walking down the hall and they pass a the vending machine and one of them's like, I need dinner. I'm I gonna need, I'm need gonna get donut. some food. And the one's like, I'm gonna go forward and check out this stuff. And then you hear <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like that exact noise. Do it again. Uh, <laughs> uh, sound soundbite that a listener can soundbite that.
1: <laughs> um and Uh, The other guy, donuts in hand, goes to check it out.
0: Yeah, he didn't even get to eat the donut, which was the saddest part.
1: And he goes, finds a severed head in the washer. washer. And Michael does what I said he would do again in the last movie. One arms that bitch comes down (laughs) from the ceiling. I
0: love it. With the strength of a thousand suns. So we got to talk about that move. And that becomes... Like, I feel like everybody I swear has seen...
1: I, I, don't, I don't know for sure.
0: <laughs> Go on. But I
1: feel in my bones that he does do it in the Rob Zombie.
0: No, I don't think so. We're, we'll see. One of us is going to eat our words.
1: We'll see. Because I'm like, I would That'll really...
0: That'll be Breeze Tree. Words.
1: Words. Someone is eat em. them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> we got to talk about that move. Because I think... These two movies, H2O and Resurrection, like really solidify the descend from the ceiling with one arm as like Michael's main move.
1: And I wouldn't even say that would be in another one if I didn't have a vivid memory of, of Rob Zombie's Michael no, Myers doing of that, him doing it in a house.
0: I think the Myers house would crumble if he did that. But
1: I have a feeling he did it in the house.
0: I don't know. I don't think he does. I think that's just in these two movies that he does that. And we talked about this on the last pod where it was like, okay, the amount of physical strength needed to pull yourself up. And then we, he, I mean, I have to imagine that he's like curled up. In, like, a ball formation, like, really doing some, like, ab crunches up there, because I'm looking at you in this room right now. And even though I'm not looking up at the ceiling, I can, I can see still it. see the ceiling out of my periphery.
1: And so here's my thought In order to correctly <laughs> you're model, the the, model this, we would need someone with an abnormal amount of, like, core strength, not even upper body strength, core strength. Can you ask somebody at hold- the gym,
0: like, you're at, at like Orange Theory or something to
1: if they if if it would be possible. if it's possible because here's I need th- like a
0: physical trainer to tell me if it's possible because here's my
1: thought even if he is holding himself up he, the bar would creak once he like lets what, go to so go whatever down. he's
0: holding would that be able to support the weight of this massive man because he's like a freaking beast in probably this like movie. over
1: two hundred pounds
0: yeah but. I think
1: what we really need to do is ask, like, a male gymnast. But then is it really possible for Michael Myers to do it if it takes, like, a skilled gymnast?
0: I have to imagine that Michael's a skilled gymnast. Like, he's very nimble.
1: I don't know. Because my whole thought is when you release your grip to then from holding up to holding (laughs) down... To release, it would make a creak sound as, or you, the
0: thing which is break as off. your
1: weight shifts. Yeah, from up holding with your. But it's
0: so fluid the way he does it that it makes no Cause, noise. Cause your
1: arm can't go from <laughs> this.
0: She's demonstrating this. right now. She's away from the mic. I, I just
1: and he does this. It's it's a this moment. So he's not doing this. He's doing. And you're it's, just not hearing, this. I it's not about this. It's not about this. So you're just hearing this. And then <laughs> yeah. Anthony's getting like the full me out of the chair, like arms and legs. Yeah, and you're squatting. trying to demonstrate.
0: She was trying to demonstrate like what it would look like. But Brie, I'm sorry to tell you that you do not have the physical upper body strength to be able to do that as nimbly and as quietly as Michael can. Because no, I
1: will probably make this sound.
0: <laughs> I can't do a pull-up. I, I, I was just about to say, like me trying to do a pull-up at the gym the other day, where I was like.
1: <laughs> I can do an assisted pull-up, but he's not doing an assisted pull-up.
0: So, But that leads me to my next point, is Michael has got to be in this movie the most powerful version of Michael Myers that we've seen thus far.
1: Do you think it is his desire to kill his <laughs> sister that motivates him?
0: It's rage.
1: It's rage. Um. So he, there's a
0: couple of different things Michael does throughout up, the movie. He
1: comes up behind this boy, slice him,
0: which again is like framed as Michael's thing now that he slices throats because he did that in H2O with the nurse and like he's doing it now. And why is he? Why does he keep doing that? I, I don't that? know.
1: He passes by um, Harold's room. Harold kind of looks and is like.
0: Michael Myers. Michael
1: Myers, born this day and this born in this day.
0: Born in nineteen fifty-four, Michael. Michael,
1: Michael Myers. Myers. Um and then he goes to Lori's room. He looks through like this little like door window is the only oh, way. I yeah. Would think about you can it.
0: see him peering through the window of Lori's room, and I will read you my Which, quote. Why that does I wrote her down.
1: room have a window? That faces out in the hallway when that's her only private space. Where does she change?
0: Great. do Don't think. Just have fun. Flaws. Just have fun. Um. So this was my exact quote that I wrote down because Michael's peering through the window of the door, and I go, "Oh, I thought he was gonna straight walk through that door like Jay." <laughs> oh my fucking god, <laughs> he plows through the door does not try to open it just walks right the fuck through it and that's a jason move that absolutely that's a jason Voorhees move and even though michael does that in halloween 2 he does it through a glass door so it's much easier just to like plow your way through a glass door than it is whatever kind of door is at this mental hospital what i would think would be like a hardwood door yeah like something strong so the patients like don't do what michael did and I was like, okay, here's my, here's my thoughts on this. I think that this movie and the people that were making it were really trying to make like a Friday the 13th movie set in the Halloween universe. Because there are a lot of qualities that Michael has that's very un-Michael and more Jason, like zombie Jason. There's a lot of things where I can buy that like Jason would do. But I can't quite buy that Michael would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think they were very much inspired by like the the Friday, the later Friday, the 13th movies. And we're just like, fuck it. Let's let's call him Michael Myers. Let's dress him up like Michael Myers. But in reality, like this is Jason Voorhees.
1: Um, and then we get a, like he's obviously. Um, after Lori, but Lori's smarter than he is and she smarter than the average bear. And she she tricks him, gets him to follow her up to the roof, gets him all strung up like a little piggy ready for slaughter. She she
0: traps him and she ties like a rope around his ankle, so he's just like dangling there like an idiot. And I was like, dude, there's something really funny about Mike Michael just like dangling upside down by one leg and like flailing back and forth.
1: But she makes a critical error.
0: Yeah, she's an idiot. She
1: lets her like PTSD and like her- Michael
0: starts looking at her and like grabbing at his mask the same way that the the police officer did in H2O when she had nailed him to the uh to the tree he starts grabbing at his mask. To which we were talking about this on the previous recording, like, does Michael do that? Like, is that believable that Michael would, like, mentally manipulate?
1: Well, he mentally manipulates her enough to, like, get her close and drive a knife through her.
0: Well, yeah, well, because Lori commits a cardinal sin where she goes... I got to make sure. She's like, I just have to make sure. And she, like, reaches at his mask, and I was like... You don't even know what he looks like under that mask. How, you make sure of what? Like, she's never seen this guy's face. Like, how would you even know that that's him or if that's somebody else? That didn't make any sense to me. And that's where I get a little critical. Because I'm like, N- Lori has never seen Michael Myers without the mask. Nora, I don't think has she cared.
1: Um, Well, he he gets her. Yeah, he does. Um, she, before dying, gives him a big honkin. Big mouth kiss kissing him
0: hard on the mouth and says,
1: "See you in hell." Mwah. <laughs> and then Michael he he gets himself Michael's free. Michael's like,
0: "What what do now?"
1: Um, he walks past uh, Harold again. Um, gives Harold the knife. Yes. And <laughs> we'll have to go over what Anthony originally thought that meant. Go I, ahead, Anthony.
0: So I thought. <laughs> and I shit you not, this Dunn's is my ac- this is hat. my actual thought about this scene because he hands Harold the knife as Harold is reciting like uh, facts about Michael, and then Michael walks away. And I was like, oh, Michael like thought that this guy was like a big fan and gave him the knife, and then like walked away, like said, oh, you're a big fan, here's a souvenir, and then like walked away. To which Brie, your thoughts on that? He was framing him. <laughs>
1: What better way to stay invisible and for people not to expect that it's you? For you to frame a man who's obsessed with serial killers, knows a lot about you, and give him the knife used to kill the woman that you killed so then you can remain anonymous and no one knows that you're not dead.
0: And that's a much better explanation than the theory that I had of, oh, Michael's just like being nice to his fan.
1: Michael's more calculating than that.
0: But that makes a lot of sense that Michael would be framing the guy who's obsessed with serial killers so that he can walk out and like nobody would know he's back. Right. Because then he goes back to his house and he just chills.
1: He did now, what, he, he, did what he set up to do. Right.
0: Watch the sunrise on a grateful universe.
1: Um, and.
0: Can I ask you a question? What? What do you think about the mask?
1: Um, I hate it. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think it's better than the last one? no oh you don't
1: oh well better than the CGI one well
0: the (laughs) crappy CGI one
1: that one I looked at and I was like oh no
0: (laughs) (laughs) we both like the last movie and that CGI one we both just audibly laughed at it
1: I don't like seeing his eyes and I don't like the dark eyebrows yeah I think they look unnatural does he have dark well yeah
0: Michael no like so the original mask I think it's not it's not as defined the original mask is not as defined than the eyebrows this one i think looks like more of a fate the face of a human man than the rest of the other ones but they, i don't like it they still show his eyes too much and that that to me is like un michael it's very un michael all right um what else do we got so that's like the first 15 minutes of the movie and to me i'm just like how do you follow that how do you kill Lori and just, like, move on after that? But I think this movie does something really cool where it brings it back to kind of what the original Halloween was trying to say, where it's like... Lo- it's not about Michael and Laurie anymore. Cause now Laurie's out of the picture. Yeah. So it's like, what do we do with the franchise moving forward? Well, we just make all of these crazy ideas for different Halloween movies. And like the concept is here because when we go into some of these ideas for Halloween movies that had never been made, many of them don't deal with Jamie or Laurie, like Jamie Lloyd or Laurie. A lot of them are just, Michael's just vibing in Haddonfield, you know,
1: which, you know, Do what you must do.
0: Right. Uh, Um, Michael walks out of the hospital with his arms like out like he's a bodybuilder that can't put his arms down. Michael
1: walks like he shit himself.
0: Oh, yeah, he's got poo-poo in his He's undies. like, I
1: got poo-poo
0: pants, I got <laughs> poo-poo pants. Like how my nephew walks when he poops himself. Oh, that's exactly. Like, that's such a good comparison. He walks like a toddler <laughs> who shit himself. Yeah. And it's so weird because... I got and, poo-poo So pants. If we fixed the, the problem from Halloween H2O where Michael, like, looms and he walks with his head down. But we have a bigger problem. Now he shit himself. Now
1: he shit himself. Oh, no. <laughs> and then we get the most ridiculous... I think part of this movie. Yeah. Um, it opens, I don't know if the
0: most ridiculous, but it's very close to the most ridiculous. It opens ridiculous. up
1: on the small town of Haddonfield. They have a university.
0: Oh, Haddonfield the University. Haddonfield
1: University in a small town. What?
0: Yeah, you pointed that out to me because I was writing when that sign popped up, Haddonfield University. And you're like, Haddonfield University? Like, how big is this small town? Because. If we think back to the previous movies, they really do emphasize how small of a town how, uh, Haddonfield is. Like Dr. Loomis even says, oh, death has come to your little town, Sheriff. So Haddonfield is supposed to be like this very small suburb.
1: And we know, as we both were lived in a college town, that college towns are not small towns. No. They're quite large. We, live, we went to Illinois State mm-hmm. University, and normal is is quite big, but the the college and like the town of Normal, like
0: it's almost made to be a part of the college.
1: Yeah, and so Haddonfield isn't a college town.
0: No, Haddonfield but, is a small suburb.
1: So it doesn't make sense, I guess, to have no. a big university
0: and there. And this is a big university. Like, there's like full-ass quad There's and everything. There's a culinary... There's like- a culinary institute, and it's like H- Haddonfield, we know from the last movie, can support two running newspapers, the Haddonfield Times and the Haddonfield Chronicle, so they're big enough to do that. Fuck it, why not be big enough to house an entire university? Mm-hmm. So we're at Haddonfield University, whatever the hell that means, and whatever kind of collegiate academics go on at Haddonfield University, and it brings up to me... Like I, I wrote down like how how fucking big is this town? And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, do people is Haddonfield University strictly people from Haddonfield, or do people travel from outside of the of the state or the town to go to this college or university? Because if so, it's like, what's drawing you to Haddonfield?
1: A little rinky-dink town in A rinky-dink Illinois.
0: town that has a horrible history to it, like. That I don't know that, that just doesn't make too much sense to me, but again, let's just have fun. Let's just have fun with it. We're just having a silly goofy time. Silly goofy time. So we are introduced to our main cast, which is our lead girl Sarah. Her, her friend, friend Jen, Jen, played by Bo Katan.
1: Their friend
0: and this one guy. The who's culinary a chef. dude, yeah. Um and they are just Accepted to be on a reality TV show in which they will be spending the night in the abandoned Myers house, and I believe the deal was that the producers would pay for their tuition, right? Like if they, if they did I miss that. I don't. Or did I read that I in the book?
1: You, you might did? have. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I I didn't write that down.
0: Okay, well let's just not um, talk about it.
1: But they get accepted on this. Like they're very excited. Um, to be on this like show thing,
0: because for some people it's about stardom.
1: For some people, if it, I mean, if it covers
0: university tuition, I'd be like, I'd do it. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, how what's tuition like at Heddenfield University? It's like
1: five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> we pay you to come here, <laughs> right?
0: So uh, we got these two guys or two girls and one guy, and they're talking about uh being on the reality TV show, and they're in their dorm room. And I thought that this was maybe the most realistic part of this movie, where a random guy like walks by their room, hears them talking about it, and then just starts like spouting off facts about Michael Myers. And I told Brie, I'm like, everybody's met that guy in college, right? Like,
1: I've met a ton of guys who talk all the time, and I didn't ask him a dang well, thing.
0: Well, I'm talking about just people that stop by your your open dorm.
1: I never left my door open. I don't trust people.
0: Oh, we used to do that all the time. I lived in a suite.
1: Well, you had like a a living room area before Mm -hmm. you got to like your private bedroom. Yeah. I was just like, open the door. There's my private bedroom.
0: I lived in a suite where we would have,
1: did I have guests all the time? Yeah.
0: Uh, we had like a living room area, a bathroom, and then there were two bedrooms that were like double rooms. So I lived with three other people and his best people, his people friends. would stop there all the time. Like people would be in our lounge area, like without us even being there without any of us being there, because that was just like the place to go. And I remember this girl, Kelly, I brought up Kelly on the last time we recorded, but Kelly was a heart, uh, a, a garbage fire. We'll say she <laughs> got removed from the university. Sorry, Kelly. If so, you're listening. No, Kelly is not listening. I assure you. Um, <laughs> So Kelly was just an absolute mess of a person. Um, and she, we met Kelly on the very first day when my roommate was blasting like off of his speaker, some Drake song and Kelly without knowing anybody or without knowing what was going on, ran to our room and said, are you blasting Drake? (laughs) And that was how we met Kelly. So you meet these people, I think in college that, are just there to, you know, have random conversations and just stop by the room, you, you know, whenever. And I think that was maybe the most realistic part of this movie mm-hmm. was that aspect. But they push him out of the room and they say, like, "Go oh, fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, because he touched their underwear. You know, oh, like yeah, he, he went, did do that, he didn't he? He went too
0: far. He, like, sniffed it? He almost sniffed I mean, put it very close to his face. Don't touch my underwear. Yeah, that was weird. Well, also, they had their underwear, like, hanging up like randomly
1: are you gonna tell me you didn't have a laundry like um rack in your room
0: not that i would put my underwear The wood- on. you
1: didn't have a wooden rack okay so Brittany, no. and, Brittany <laughs> and i would call it the Brahmas tree. oh um
0: okay <laughs> maybe girls are just different
1: <laughs> oh because we it's like a drying rack it's made of wood we would on laundry day we'd set it up and all our bras and underwear, we go on there and we're like, "Oh, promistry, oh promistry."
0: Girls are fucking weird. <laughs> I, we would never do that.
1: Maybe that was just us. You know, you know my yeah. my friend Brittany.
0: Yeah, we're also introduced to what I think I, I, the book says that he's a high school freshman, but I don't think he's in high school. I think that fact is wrong. Um, I think he's a college freshman, and he's played by so it's an actor where I. We Have watched this movie a couple of different times, and I've never known where this actor is from. And within a
1: second of a seeing, a second of,
0: of looking at this guy, Bree says, look of the Irish." It's the luck of the Irish. I go, "Fuck!" <laughs> it's the luck of the Irish. As years, it's been years I've been watching this movie. I've never known where this guy is from, but I'm like, he looks familiar. Motherfucker, Lost uh, Luck of the Irish, which we are going to review for St. Patrick's Day. So it's interesting that that comes up. Once it's more. The Irish. Yeah. But he Fantastic is. Fantastic Disney movie, by Oh, way. great Disney movie. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, but he's a computer guy and he is. Deckard. Deckard, yes. And he is uh, in communication with our main actress.
1: She doesn't know who he is.
0: But she'll whip out her palm but pile he and be like, what's kn- up? But
1: he knows who she is.
0: How does that happen?
1: Um, he's probably goes by a pseudonym, Deckard. And she goes by her actual name.
0: What a creep! Oh. That's a creepy thing to do.
1: If he is, if he is actually a high school freshman and she's a college woman, I would see why he would go by not his actual I think, name.
0: I think the payoff of that relationship, like there was no payoff in it because they never meet. Yeah, in the movie, they never face. Like she's like, "Thank you, Deckard," and he's like, "You're alive." Period. <laughs> 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 There's no payoff to... That relationship. But we're introduced to this guy and his friend and they're talking about going to a party later. We're also introduced to all of the other members of the reality TV squad. Freddie, uh, who's the main director and producer um, who's played by Buster Rhymes. We're introduced to Tyra Banks' character, whose name I can't remember. We're introduced to um, these two other people that are three other people that are going to be in the reality TV squad. Kevin from American Pie, um, This girl that's a critical studies major who's trying to like psychoanalyze Michael Myers, to which I said, "I feel called out." I feel called out right now because we tried to do that on the first episode of the. We podcast. do that in the car
1: all the time. We too. psychoanalyze
0: the crap out of Michael Myers, but I think that was just a commentary by the writer to say like, "Don't Stop. don't do it. Just don't do it." Um,
1: and Busta like is like doing little interviews with them.
0: Yeah, and I got to talk about what the culinary dude says because it rubbed me the wrong way. He tried to blame Michael's behavior on malnutrition,
1: and he has a slight point.
0: You think malnutrition caused that?
1: No, but your what you put in your body can affect your brain. Your brain
0: to make you a serial killer.
1: We don't have proof of that. We have crap. Uh, is theory. it is it correlation without causation or causation without correlation?
0: Causation without correlation. Yes, causation without... Because you would say that that causes you to be a serial killer, but you don't have enough evidence to say otherwise.
1: Yeah, so he's like, you can say that food affects your brain and could lead to people becoming serial serial killers because food affects the brain in this way this way this way but we don't have the data the actual numbers to say that for sure yeah um but he does a critical error
0: as a historian i was appalled uh, by the thing that he said and i was
1: appalled as a human being
0: on this planet (laughs) (laughs) he says look at hitler Mm -hmm. I would prefer not. <laughs> this man says, "Look at Hitler. Hitler was a vegan, and look what he did." And I was like, "Take a step back, I'm my like, friend." Are
1: you saying all vegans are going to commit mass? I I murder? made a note and I
0: was like, "WTF?" Holocaust, holocaust. Because he's vegan means that the Holocaust happened. That is a wild. Uh, revisionist history assumption that you're making, my friend. Um, the apples to oranges, apples to oranges is all I got to say about that.
1: Um, well, and then we have our main character, Sarah. She in the middle of her interview, like something, she gets scared. By she gets something. scared and she screams, and it like breaks glass. <laughs> and Bust is like, cha ching,
0: cha ching. Yeah, he's like, she's money,
1: money, money, money. She's gonna money. be a star. Um, and then we we go to Buster's, just chilling out in his hotel room the day before they're going to do this everything. This is great. I love it. He's watching some karate <laughs> He's, he's on the watching TV. karate
0: movies and he's getting so jacked on uh karate that he's like, "Fucking get him. Fucking get it." Like, look this motherfucker go. He says,
1: "Get his ass."
0: Yeah, get his ass. Get his ass. And he loves karate. Buster Rhymes loves karate, to which I have to imagine that and I don't know this for sure.
1: Busta was the man behind that idea. I
0: have to believe that this was a character decision made by Busta Rhymes where he's like, guys, <laughs> what if what if my character was great at karate and also loved it? Because he uses it later on. And it it's a big and to Rick Rosenthal, that's a big payoff. Because <laughs> I'll read you the quote that um that he says about it later. Uh Busta Rhymes loves karate and it's gotta be his choice. So Sarah visits Busta and she's like, I don't know what I, I don't really know if I wanna be a part and of this he's like, reality show.
1: You're the real deal. <laughs> and yep. I said, real deal what? Person who can scream?
0: yeah like that's it she has no personality in this movie otherwise other than screaming it's
1: kind of like everybody around this main character is very interesting and the main character is just like that's what i
0: thought she doesn't do anything no throughout the entire movie she doesn't do anything other than question why she's there i
1: would have to say anthony i think one of the things that makes this movie not such a great movie is that nobody is a fleshed out character
0: And that goes back to Halloween one where it was like, why do we give a shit about Annie and Lori and Linda is because they're fleshed out characters. That's why you care when they die. We're not. So it's one of those things where when we watch Friday the 13th, we've explained this before. When we watch Friday the 13th movies, we don't care about the characters. We're rooting for Jason. Here we're rooting for Michael and Halloween one. We're not rooting for Michael. We're rooting for
1: you. I always root for the people. Oh really? In for her I mean it
0: depends it depends on the
1: Do I love I do I love I Jason love Jarvis. I love. Okay so anthony's baby is halloween yeah my baby is friday the 13th
0: knock off of halloween rip off
1: my baby i love it i oh, love we'll it get there we'll get i there. love it um and we i will feel like there. if we
0: do like all the all the friday the 13th movies it's just gonna be us saying the same thing over and over because they know? did they did the same movie four times
1: and you know what's <laughs> no it's the best part is there's one movie that anthony's like i will not watch that again jason x yeah
0: oh i'll watch jason x again
1: which was the one that you were like, I'm not watching this one.
0: Oh, Jason goes to hell.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to watch this one. I'm like, guess what? You've got to. <laughs> because I'm held hostage here at um, Halloween. Mo- movie wise. Because Anthony is the guy who, who finds the movies. Because if I pick a movie, I get nothing you but. Valentine's oh, Day. I, I, I get. Oh, hmm hmm that's not true you pick bad movies that's not true um you complained the entire way through that christmas cupid movie oh
0: yeah i did do that and
1: i was like no one said you had to watch this movie you can leave
0: (laughs) um anyway so the the scene with sarah and Busta rhymes at the hotel or wherever that's way
1: in the same room they're not
0: in the same room together because we are getting like back of the head shots of these people. And the like I told Brie this when we were watching the movie, I said, you can tell when actors play off of one another because it seems like more of a, a authentic conversation. Like we're having a conversation right now because we're right in front of each other.
1: Authentic, eh.
0: authentic eh, because we're kind of repeating <laughs> the same stuff that we did in the I'm last sorry. recording, but <laughs> we're having a conversation between the two and it's not me acting against a wall. And that's what it seemed like Sarah was doing,
1: and because the I, way I she was, swear, del- she was just delivering lines. I swear it was someone in a wig.
0: Oh yeah, when she like turns around and leaves, yeah, because they they they, they shot it in a way where you can't see her face, but you and can it see the background. It head. was an
1: obvious wig.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So there was no way that they what were who
1: was supposed to rhyme
0: in a wig. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would have been that'd hilarious. That'd be
1: great. Um. So we get the The next day, um we have our cameraman um Charlie he's setting up
0: and Buster rhymes says that one quote that you said earlier in yeah, the movie
1: we are doing the the
0: uh, um, I'll read it to you a
1: mystery wrapped in a question
0: I'll read it to you without doing my Buster rhymes impression um we're going to unravel a mystery wrapped in a question wrapped in an enigma, and I said, what <laughs> what does that mean
1: um and charlie he gets he gets. Murdered by Michael.
0: Yeah, so he's setting up the cameras in the house, and Tyra Banks is in the back watching all, of the, all the things, but and she's then distracted. She,
1: no, she goes to make herself a coffee. Music's playing. She's making herself in a coffee. Michael gets lucky again. That They step away from the camera. She's facing the other way the entire time. Doesn't notice. Charlie gets freaking stabbed with the tripod, and we get to
0: see the whole thing. And I had some beef with this scene, because tripod's a don't traditionally have like very sharp I
1: would have to I would have them. to look that up I think some tripods some did. might, but
0: I'm pretty sure tripods have very flat rubbery bottoms so that they can stay planted on the ground
1: I'm like wondering if it's like something with carpeted areas have this maybe, t-
0: maybe. But, but there was no it, carpeting there was in, no carpet <laughs> it was like a wood Myers floor house, yeah. yeah um so in the New Myers house also the way that the oh in the New Myers in <laughs> Halloween kills um oh it's it's very chic so the way that the tripod is set up the camera's on the tripod facing forward so when Michael picks it up to stab Charlie with the with the sharp end of the bottom of the tripod We see the camera facing Charlie, but in reality the camera should have been facing the ceiling, right? And that we should have
1: never been able to see. We should have never been
0: able to see anything going on.
1: You know what would have been cool and how I would have shot that? Yeah. The tripod moving and like
0: Like Michael's like directing. And then the
1: stabbing, and all you see is like just like bottom of mask. And then Oh, you
0: see like Michael's perspective of it all?
1: No, like you just see from below. Because mm-hmm. we, they were talking about camera angles—below scary, high scary. Yeah. So you just see Michael stabbing, uh, and then were, he drops it, and then you see Charlie on the ground. That's how I would have shot that. Why didn't?
0: Why were you not the cinematographer for this movie, Bree? They couldn't get Dean Country, but they could get you. <laughs> I was seven. There was. <laughs> you probably still would have been better. They, I mean, Bree, you're giving Dean Country a run for his money. We love us some Dean Country around here. That would have been
1: a really good shot.
0: I agree. The way you described it, I could picture it vivid.
1: It would be scary, too.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it would be more you get realistic. Get those country shadows in there. You, you're all good. You're all good. <laughs> Learn a thing or two. Um, so Charlie's dead and nobody notices. Again, Michael getting very lucky. Because
1: Michael, he hides. He's on camera He hides the Charlie's body, movie. but we don't ever find where he hid Charlie's body.
0: Yeah, we do. Don't we? At the, la- in the end of the movie. Doesn't she come across Charlie's body at some point?
1: I don't remember. Like in the attic, maybe? No, that's another person's body.
0: Oh. I'm lo- I am Unless you put lost.
1: everybody's body up there. I mean, you don't But he usually doesn't do Michael. that. Okay. Let's <laughs> keep going. So
0: they give all of the actors or all the people participating in the reality show. They Let's give call them, them actors. They're actors. Um, they give them all cameras to wear on their heads.
1: Shitty which isn't their shitty
0: quality. But it's an interesting concept, right? We gotta think about where we are in horror right now. We're coming off of the Blair Witch Project. Good and movie. Great movie. Blair Witch Project sets the standard for found footage horror. And,
1: and then we get the like the found footage boom.
0: Yeah, well, that comes a little bit later with paranormal, but People are trying to experiment with the found footage thing and trying to capitalize off of the success of the Blair Witch Project. And this movie tries to do that. And I think they had an interesting concept. But you made a comment that I agreed with when we watched the movie. And you said...
1: If this had come... This movie would have done better if made now. because Not of,
0: even now, but like 10 years ago.
1: Because the 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 cell phone would have been... A better, like...
0: Yeah. Tool. Right? Them just using their, like, iPhone camera. iPhone's cameras. got
1: a flashlight. <laughs> you could play around with I don't think lighting. Michael would have been
0: as incognito if this was in modern day. But because of the lack of smart technology, Michael was able to just, like, roam around the house undetected. So... I think they're trying to play off of the Blair Witch Project, but they didn't do it in a, in a way that was... Interesting. Dare I say? I told you this the other day when we watched. I was like, "Dare I say this movie's ahead of its time?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, so then we are uh, shift to Deckard, our dude that is talking to our uh, main lady with uh, his palm pilot and, and computer. He is at a party for Halloween. He's with his friend, and they're dressed as the two main people from Pulp Fiction. And uh, his friend is samuel jackson but his friend is white and thank god i looked at Bree and i said oh thank god he's not in blackface because i don't know what 2002 is capable of and i was like good call good call not being in blackface but this dude leaves the party to go find the computer
1: and i was like what a fucking well, he nerd had promised sarah that he was gonna watch
0: yeah, so but he's just
1: and he's obviously very smitten.
0: He's smitten and he's like a little socially awkward, too. So he finds the computer. He po- pops up the live stream of um, the cast at the Myers house and he's watching. And I made a comment as well that the music in the party gets like muffled because he's in like a quiet room by himself. But the music in the party is like the dvd menu music and like the matrix like <laughs> and i was like what a weird choice we couldn't get anything else huh huh <laughs> mustafa you couldn't shell out money for any kind no, of they uh, wasted license songs. all their
1: money on buster
0: they would right <laughs> but we made we had this conversation when we uh we're recording the podcast earlier how big of a star was Busta Rhymes at this point in time well
1: if this was like Busta's like golden era I think this era, was Busta's
0: golden era then
1: he was probably not too expensive but a, a pretty penny
0: do you think they wanted to capitalize off of the success of LL Cool J from the orig- or from the last movie
1: maybe they're like you know what
0: LL Cool mm-hmm. J was also a rapper
1: and he, did, and a he re- did a great job he did a good job and people, people loved his character mm-hmm. I, but there's just something different about the way LL Cool J cool- LL
0: Cool J is a lot more subtle
1: and also, big
0: melon a
1: big melon breast <laughs> what kind of melons? Watermelon? cantaloupe? I don't know
0: baby cantaloupe but I think LL is a little more that's a big breast okay keep going <laughs> I think LL is a little more subtle because Buster Rhymes is so intense in this role. Oh, yeah. He's so, every scene he's in, even in the quiet scenes where he's talking to Sarah, Do you he's think like, it's because you're the star.
1: Do you think it's because he's not an actor?
0: I also think Buster Rhymes is a really intense person in real life. I have to imagine. I don't know him. Probably. But I just think he's a really intense guy. And I think he, I, I got to say this. I've already shown my appreciation for Buster Rhymes in this movie. I have to appreciate how authentic Buster Rhymes is in this movie. And I say that without joking. I say that with no sarcasm at all. Buster Rhymes is the realest person in this movie. Like he's just himself. I don't think he's playing Freddy.
1: And he honestly <laughs> like you would think, "Oh, he's then he's not acting. He'd be the worst actor." No. That's not true. No, he is not the worst actor in this movie. That's not true. Um, So (laughs) then everyone else shows up for the the taping of everything. And I looked at Anthony. I said, how fast do you think it's going to be night?
0: And I said immediately. The moment they walk in that house, it's going to be night.
1: Because in Haddonfield, Illinois...
0: Night comes the moment you walk into the Myers house.
1: Night happens almost immediately once Michael Myers is involved. Mm -hmm. Um, They go ahead and they're exploring the the house we Um, have that
0: lady that's a critical studies major brie do you think that's a waste of a major
1: i don't want to shit on anybody's major
0: i don't think that's an actual major critical studies i've never heard of that before
1: i've never heard of what my one friend majored in before but i ain't gonna yeah
0: don't don't call anyone i'm I'm gonna
1: i'm not gonna insult that major either yeah
0: that's true but (laughs) Um, I don't know. Critical I don't studies. Know. You I took was a like, a bowling
1: oh. class in college. I did, I think, but you
0: can't major in bowling. You can major in... Can you, what is it?
1: Kinesiology. Kinzenil- oh, God.
0: Here we go. <laughs> um, I have a speech impediment. K- kinesiology? I'm like, I have a speech impediment. I'm yeah. not even going to try. Kinesiology. I think that's what it is. Um, but I was like, critical studies, like, what do you do with that degree? You'd be a critic? I guess. Of what? Of anything?
1: I don't, I don't know. So... Um, they go in. They split up. So Sarah, our main character, goes off with the chef. They and go to Scooby the kitchen. Scooby is
0: not in this movie. Scooby Do, <laughs> <laughs> because they split up. Oh yeah, <laughs> what role? <laughs> <laughs> Bree looked at me like questionable when I said Scooby, and I was like, Do. You, no, you should <laughs> have. The... You should have done doobie, Do. <laughs> I love
1: scoob, um
0: <laughs> so here this is a thing this is the thing that happens with me is sometimes I'm too deadpan in my delivery of a joke that people don't know when I'm joking. so the other day, I'll tell a brief story. The other day we had like an in service for the faculty at our school, and we were doing axe throwing, and I looked at one of the teachers and we were talking about it, and I was like yeah i'm I'm just worried because uh i d- I don't know if somebody's gonna uh, throw the axe so hard that it bounces off and hits them in the forehead. And I was like, clearly joking about that, but the guy's like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm joking.
1: I think but I he, think my, I think my he deadpan, was actually a little bit worried about that. My, de- my
0: deadpan is, or delivery is so, like, is so monotone that I don't think some people know when I'm joking or when I'm being sarcastic.
1: Honestly, I I <laughs>
0: Sometimes but, but to me, that's the funniest part of it all. Is that like that's the joke?
1: Okay, Anthony, he's <laughs> funny. Let's continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they split up, and um, Sarah and the culinary guy go to the kitchen, um, and we have. Um, Jen and the guy from American Pie go upstairs
0: in the kitchen. The culinary guy's like, "Hey, you want to see how like horrible this forty-year-old fennel smells?" And he takes the spice. He opens it up. He goes, "Yeah, it's like brand new. That smells like brand new fennel."
1: And that was like our first clue that like things are being planted in this
0: house. And there's so many things that are ended up that we find that are planted in the house that just have nothing to do with the Michael Myers lore where it's like there's a, there's a baby like stand that a kid would eat their dinner in. That's like- A has high ten, chair? A high chair, yeah. I don't know what that was called. A
1: baby chair where the baby eats a tall, the food. A tall
0: baby chair. A tall
1: baby chair where the baby eat. <laughs> <laughs> He's so close to getting it. Tall, high, <laughs> chair. A,
0: a chair with wheels. um. So, there's the high chair with...
1: Which I think is such a funny (laughs) word if you think about it.
0: It's a high chair.
1: Right? Because you're like, oh, the baby eats in its high chair. But (laughs) a high chair, that's just the word high and chair together. Because it is a high off the ground chair. What would you rather call it? I don't know. Baby eat in there.
0: (laughs) The baby eat chair?
1: (laughs) That's a baby eat chair.
0: (laughs) Okay, so that thing has like... Straps and chains on it, and they're like, Oh, was Michael Myers like abused as a child? Like, maybe we had that theory before, but then they find like later on in the movie, they find like skeletal remains inside the walls. And yeah, Michael never we're did like, that. We're stuff. like, There's
1: doubt. Um, and then so as they're exploring the kitchen. Jen and American Pie. I'm just gonna call uh, yeah, them. Yeah, keep going. Um, they're they're up. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> they're they're upstairs, and she's sitting like like in front of the mirror where um, like Judith was. Judith was yeah. and. Uh, American Pie is just like you know she was uh, shirtless.
0: (laughs) He's just just like American Pie. He's
1: like I want to see them boobs. (laughs) And she kind of like he
0: he just shifted over to the other movie for a second, (laughs) the other franchise. I want
1: to see them boobs, and she's like teasing him a little bit, um, like she's gonna do it.
0: She's like oh, she's like in her bra, and she like takes off her, she lifts up her shirt, but little do we know Michael is off to the side like peering in, peering
1: because me like the boobs th- th-
0: He looked like he was enjoying what he saw.
1: Um. Uh, but yeah, so not- Michael doesn't ambush them right then.
0: Later on, though, we get that scene where American Pie is looking let's in the... Not,
1: let's not rush.
0: Where are we? Let's not rush. I'm lost. Um. So You tell me where we are.
1: Then we have like the the girl and the guy the other couple they're kind of talking a little bit about she has her theories here's my The theory. critical studies major yeah, the and the other study- guy whose name yeah, i can't Yeah and know. then we hear a scream um and we think oh no we know michael's in the house we know he's in the house mm-hmm. we hear a scream and it's it's jen and she's just goofing
0: she's just playing a A little little gag.
1: She's just goofing. So everyone's kind of like mad at Jen. An American Pie guy, he like gets separated from the group. And he goes and he's like talking to himself in the mirror. And then Michael does the most Jason Voorhees (laughs) of them
0: all That's why I'm like, dude, this is a Friday the 13th movie. Because Michael... Like lunges through the mirror,
1: through the mirror, like he was on the in a different room on the other side of the wall, and he goes not only through the wall
0: but through the mirror, through the
1: mirror, or he was inside the wall and he busted through
0: like Bruno. And
1: we don't talk about Michael, no, no, (laughs) no. He lives
0: inside the the drywall with the rats. rats. Seven foot frame Mm. rats along his back because Michael does eat a rat. Whoa, okay. We. some parallels right.
1: here to Encanto. Who would have thought Encasa, <laughs> Casita,
0: uh, Casita? Yes.
1: Okay. Let's. Um. So this place is thoroughly booby trapped.
0: Well, let's American Pie dies. Yeah, he, and he gets hung up. He gets hung up in some.
1: He's, he, Michael puts him in the attic. In the attic, yeah. Um. But we don't see that yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we have the one a critical study girl and the like creepy guy and they're down in like a cellar kind of era area era area you, in the last recording celery, you said celery. <laughs> um and they kind of go down there's like chains on the wall like more probably planted stuff to look like michael was abused and they're like do you think they put him down here and they're like there's probably no cameras down here and they she like takes off her shirt we see tits
0: i didn't see those I was probably writing notes at the time. Yeah,
1: we God, see boobs.
0: <laughs> damn it.
1: At the, my peepers, be seeing nippies. Damn my
0: studious nature.
1: <laughs> um, and then they kind of bust an entire, like, <laughs> bust an entire, make like a wall break open.
0: Yeah, and then like the skeletons sc- fall out. And
1: it scares them away. But then they,
0: they see on the skeleton it says, made in Taiwan.
1: And he's like, ah, oh, it's planted.
0: And luckily they did not refer to Taiwan as a country. Because, oh. boy, oh, they would okay. have gotten a lot of heat for that um, one,
1: and then we kind of think about what's real, what's planted, and our characters are going through that as well,
0: Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we have deckard uh at the party, and he's being visited by a number of party goers, and he's building like an audience around him where they're all watching the. Myers house live stream, and they're all like, "Oh, that's fake. Oh, that's real. Oh, that's fake. Oh, that's real." They don't really know what's real and what's fake. So when they see the shit go down with Michael Myers, they're like, "Oh, that's planted. That's fake." Until later on in the movie, they start realizing, you know, everything's. And then we get
1: the biggest "Who do you think you are? I am." Moment. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Who do you think you are? I am.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I got to explain this scene because it's my favorite of the entire movie so in this scene we see michael myers walking through um like the kitchen area almost and then we see a separate michael myers behind him and the first michael myers turns around and lo and behold it is buster rhymes in a michael myers costume and he goes holy shit (laughs) (laughs) he goes like charlie charlie what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> and He like starts screaming because he thinks the real Michael Myers is the cameraman Charlie, or but like, they've the, been looking the for video all day. Guy. Yeah, he thinks it's Charlie. So Buster Rhymes is in a Michael Myers costume, screaming at the real Michael Myers costume, and it's fucking hilarious <sighs> because every time Buster Rhymes is screaming in this mask, the mouth is like flapping, flapping. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like is your shit working up there and he like taps michael's head and you're like oh shit busta's gonna get it now like michael's gonna like just straight up mergle this guy and uh busta keeps yelling at him he's like get in the fucking van he's like i left the door unlocked get your shit together go in the van and he's yelling he's like god damn it <laughs> and Michael stands there and looks at Busta. And it's like, is Michael thinking about Michael's it? Michael's thinking about it. Michael's considering it, but I think Michael is so shocked by the audacity of this man to be in his costume yelling at it. I don't think Michael's ever been yelled at before.
1: Literally by someone who looks identical to him.
0: Yeah, I think Michael's confused. <laughs> so instead of like doing anything violent, Michael just turns around and walks away. He's like, even I can't handle. The intensity of Busta Rhymes right now. I, as Michael Myers, can't handle this right now. (laughs) And he walks away, and Busta Busta lives to see another day.
1: And then we get um, the critical studies major notices like there's an area behind the broken wall, the booby trapped wall. And we get she goes into this area. There's a bed, newspaper clippings, a doll, a a pot
0: on a stove,
1: a doll with like nails in its eyes. Um, so there's
0: a lot to be implied in the scene. And then she sees like a half eaten rat, like live rat. And almost. she's like,
1: oh, this is just more planted stuff until the like rat
0: squeeze.
1: And then she's like, oh shit. And she's like, she's scared. Right. And then pops behind her. It's Michael. To which I was
0: like, we didn't f- know. I didn't know if that was Freddie or if I I didn't know if that was actually Michael until she She gets impaled she gets
1: backed up into a fence with a Mm. and and impaled upon it so yeah so she meets her grizzly end
0: there's a lot to infer about this scene because i think this is the first time in the franchise that we see how michael lives outside of doing what he normally does and he uses a bed we know he uses a bed he makes food because he has a pot on a stove he does stuff to entertain himself to pass the time, uh, by putting nails inside of a doll. I guess. And then he eats live rats.
1: Yum! His favorite.
0: <laughs> yum, um, yum 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 yum. Yum. <laughs> mm, live rats. Mm, num, 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 num.
1: Um. So it is the real Meikel. Yes. Um. He. They go ahead. They kind of like all come back together.
0: And oh. and then they see freddie in the michael myers costume and they're all about to like fuck him up yeah
1: they're about to like beat him up and he's like turn off the cameras
0: every turn off your cameras
1: and then he kind of explains like yes we've planted stuff here you can either play along and get your money or you can leave
0: and they agree to play Play along." along and so when that's over jen is upstairs
1: and she's kind of, she's like playing around upstairs and she goes to open the attic and American Pie pops out and he's dead. He is deed. And she screams and she's standing at the top of the staircase and she's kind of like trying to explain what's going on. Michael pops out from behind her, takes the knife. Oh, he's got one like this large. Swift,
0: he Jason's it. So he. One
1: swift. Her head. He has like this really large,
0: sharp butcher knife. Um. And this is impossible. Everything he does in this scene is impossible. You have like, I to get, be I, so inhumanly strong. Horribly strong to inhumanly be able to do this. Inhumanly strong. And he takes the butcher knife and in one swipe, he winds up and he slashes Jen's head clean off. There's I would no, have to like, see
1: how... How hard you'd have to do that for a head to come off clean?
0: Pretty hard. I I have to imagine. I mean, Halloween 40 stabs a dude with a gun or a a girl with a gun, which you have to be inhumanly strong to be able to do that because that's not something that you use to stab. But to cut somebody's head off, there's so many like there's bone, there's vertebrae, there's muscles there. I mean, there's a lot to get. There's a lot of meat to get through there. And. To do that in one swipe, clean, clean head off, you've got to be crazy strong. Did you find something? No, um, it's all about golf. What did you search up? I
1: said, I, and I'll quote, how hard do you have to, to swing to slice a head off its shoulders?
0: And what did you found about golf?
1: Yeah, it says, shoulder swing slice, oh, Golf okay. Club. I yeah. guess it's like a golf It's a move. golf
0: thing, yeah. Maybe he's a golfer maybe um but i thought oh. that was like i was like that's impossible
1: um so i googled it now how is it possible to behead someone in one strike using a sword yeah well he's not
0: using a sword he's
1: using a knife um cuz there was a chinese beheading sword
0: okay well but... i guess it depends on how sharp the sword is but he's not using a sword yeah it's a knife
1: it's a knife it's-
0: no, he can't do it. Impossible. I call shenanigans on Michael. Can't do it. Shenanigans, Can't do it. Michael. I believe that Jason Voorhees could do this because he's like a zombie.
1: But not you. You're a human man.
0: Yeah. Uh, allegedly a human oh. man. So that's when they start thinking that, oh God, everything is real now because her head comes tumbling down the stairs and Michael kills the one dude whose name I can't remember. And then they all kind of split up and... uh one guy gets his head crushed and this was the most outrageous thing I think about this movie is when they all split up Sarah who is our final girl runs up the stairs into the attic and Brie looked at me and she's like why the fuck do you run upstairs like there's nowhere to go up there there's nowhere to go so I thought back to that line from scream and scream comes out in 96. This is like six years before Halloween resurrection when Nev Campbell's uh, Sydney is talking on the phone with the killer and she's explaining why she doesn't like horror movies. And Sydney goes, well, the main character is usually stupid because they run upstairs instead of running out the front door. It's insulting. And I'm like the uh, exhibit a, Six years later in Halloween Resurrection, you're doing the thing that Scream was commenting on that is like the stupid thing you shouldn't have been doing in horror movies, running up the stairs instead of running out of the front door.
1: And if the front door is locked, go to the back. Right. Don't Freddy run. left it unlocked. He don't, said it. Don't run, up the, don't run up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's only one way to get out and it's down. And you're yeah. going up. And you'll either have to jump or hide. Mm-hmm. And we know that hiding doesn't really do well with Michael.
0: Right. So the crowd is watching and they're not entirely believing. But once the head gets chopped off, they're like, oh, shit. Like, this is actually going down. Now, then culinary guy is, like, throwing knives at Michael. And Michael's, like, dodging them. Or, like, he's he's trying to swipe at Michael with knives. And Michael's, like, dodging all the knives. He and gets it. He gets impaled in the, into um, the door.
1: And the other guy gets barehanded. Barehanded. Squeezed his head yeah, this, so like it the pops juicer, like a Like the zit. great
0: Khalid or Rey Mysterio.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's unfortunate for...
0: Mm-hmm. So we have this like whole chase scene with Sarah and Michael. And Deckard is texting her with the Palm Pilot, telling her where Michael's going to be and everything. And we find out Freddy... Is still alive and he's roaming around the house and he's like, he, he go, goes up to Sarah and in Buster Rhymes' manner he's like, "This shit's fucked up,"
1: and like <laughs> he's when like, Michael he's here when Michael gets to him he's like, "I got this." Oh,
0: oh, oh okay, yeah, that <laughs> is holy shit. So this is what the writers of that book are very critical of. They say the moment that you use karate on Michael Myers, the moment that this whole movie loses its integrity. So I would Buster Rhymes looks at him and goes, motherfucker. And what? he goes, "Kia, Kia. <laughs> he kia's Michael and tries to roundhouse kick him and everything. He ends up getting stabbed a couple times in the shoulder. Um, and he's out of the movie for a little bit. Um, but, oh, there's the moment where they're like, Uh, Deckard texts her on the Palm pilot. He's in the house. And then she and Freddie look at each other and the camera like very quickly turns and Michael's like in the middle of them. (laughs) I was like, what an early two thousands camera move to make.
1: Um, then we get to our final, like destination, which is like that little shed. It's like the control room, the control room. And then she comes in and now we finally Figure out where Michael went after he he and Busta had that interaction. Oh, he kills Tyra Banks. Yeah, he told her, "Hey, go be with this person in the room. I left the door unlocked for you." Michael immediately went and killed Tyra Banks, and before he went and killed the critical studies major,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. she hadn't had she needed enough time to go and like look around. Yeah, you know. So
0: she pops. So, uh, oh god, what's the main character's name? Sarah. Sarah pops out with a chainsaw. Because she hides. And I said, where did she get a chainsaw? In wherever she's hiding. Um, she hides. But she does nothing with it.
1: Um, and there's like gas spilling in there. But
0: mm-hmm. well, while she has the chainsaw, she's like, "This is for so and so. This is for so and so. This is for all of them." And I was like, "Oh my god, what a f- horrible." Dialogue, like set of dialogue or whatever lines to give this character is just really cringy.
1: And then you know, like we think he's down and out, and he's not down and out. He, he,
0: he gets up, and then in comes the return of, of Freddy. of Buster Buster Rhymes. Rhymes, and the fire's blazing. And Buster Rhymes looks at Michael, and he looks him up and down, Ooh. and he says, "What was that?"
1: The table. I'm oh. sorry.
0: Um, he looks him up and down, and he says. Trick or treat, motherfucker. And <laughs> then takes wires and puts them into Michael's dick. <laughs> and Michael goes. <laughs> but he doesn't make any noise. He just does it. fate, fate. If you can imagine that noise made through bodily expression. Um, and he gets caught up in wires and he burns to death. And they get out of the house. Um, and that, that's pretty much it.
1: And they're like, how do you feel? And oh, they're all interviewing. She's like, oh, how, now that it's over. And she's like, how do we know it's over?
0: What? The oh, kids- she's like, how do you know it's over?
1: Yeah. And then Buster Rhymes kind of like, I don't want any.
0: And Buster Rhymes says a great line. And I'm going to paraphrase it because I didn't write it down, but I do remember it. He says, Michael Myers is a great white shark in baggy ass overalls. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like shit that's great that's a and great line she goes
1: to the what camera and she's like thanks deckard and like all the people at the party are like "Did you guys. oh yeah um <laughs> <laughs> and deckard is so fucking cool Holy and they, shit. they never meet they never meet and nope. the
0: movie kind of just like the movie ends with uh not uh, like early 2000s hard rock
1: <laughs> and i'm just like okay is it the best movie I've oh ever deckard seen? does
0: text her with the palm pilot You're alive. (laughs) Not like, oh, thank God you're alive. This is, you're you're alive. alive. Yeah. (laughs) This is your birthday. (laughs) Period.
1: This is your birthday, period. (laughs) It is your birthday. It is your birthday. (laughs) Period.
0: And that's it, Brie. That's the movie. That's the
1: movie. Um, We made it through second time. Second time. High five. High
0: fives all around. Uh, Thank you to our listeners for bearing with us. You never had to
1: go through the first one.
0: Intense. So shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was hard for me. So back off.
1: (laughs) Um, Anthony, I would like to ask you this question. All sincerity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Does this make it on your top 100 movies?
0: No. (laughs) <laughs> no. Um, however, I do appreciate the concept. It's a, 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 in theory, this is a good concept to talk about reality TV, to talk about obsession with serial killers, to use the found footage in a Halloween movie. I think I don't think this is a Halloween movie. I think this is a Friday the Thirteenth movie dressed as a Halloween. Movie. I think
1: this movie would have made it on my top one hundred if it was made at a different time. And I think that they had all the po- potential to be a really good movie but they just didn't have the technology.
0: Would you blame Busta? No. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. But I
1: don't think he was the problem with that movie. I think it was all the technology was the problem.
0: No, I think Busta was a little bit of the problem. <laughs> the karate thing is a little bit of the problem. Rick Rosenthal the the director Everybody stood by and defended he defended the karate thing and he said something along the lines of Well, it's a great payoff. The audience wants to see somebody stand up to Michael Myers. And we saw Buster Rhymes watching karate earlier. It's a payoff for the audience for him to actually use the karate on Michael. And I was like, that is mental gymnastics, my friend. (laughs) You are talking in circles to try to justify this thing. They should have done the subvert
1: to a different final girl.
0: Yeah, I Um, think so. Because
1: we didn't like the final girl. Or they should have fleshed
0: out the final girl a little bit more, like they fleshed out Lori.
1: Um, And then, I mean... I don't. I didn't care about the karate. I didn't think it was a big deal. You didn't like it, really? No,
0: I think that was a poor decision.
1: I didn't care that much. I
0: mean, I would agree with the writers. You lose integrity in the movie the minute Buster Rhymes starts whipping out karate on Michael Myers.
1: I say let him do karate.
0: (laughs) I say let's get a whole movie of Buster. Let's get a whole martial arts movie with Buster Rhymes. I bet he'd be down. Oh, he would be so down. (laughs) Let's make it. Let's write it. Let's (laughs) offer it to Busta.
1: I don't have the budget for if, Buster if Rhymes. If
0: anybody is listening, you can email us uh, the contact information for Buster Rhymes Agent. We will be in contact uh, with our next martial arts film starring Buster Rhymes. Bree, would this go on your top one? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Honorable mention? No. Oh, okay.
1: Dishonorable <laughs> mention, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was this the worst Halloween movie? No. Which one is the worst so Six. far? Six. Okay, we'll just wait. <laughs> just wait.
1: until we get to the actual dumpster fire that's the Rob zombie versions of yes the movie.
0: and and boy do I have a lot to say about those and uh those are our next Halloween movies that we'll be covering we're gonna enter the Rob zombie era but before that um next week on the review podcast we have for you the next movie in our Jurassic Park series Jurassic we, Park we're gonna, three we're gonna take a break. What was that? I don't know. What kind of dinosaur was that?
1: I don't know. We don't know what any of the dinosaurs sound like, so that could be any dinosaur. Oh,
0: that's true. We don't know what dinosaurs sound like. Your your idea of what a dinosaur sounds (laughs) like. it's, (laughs) It's just made up. I can't roar. It's just made up. One of my students at one point tried to legitimately argue with me that dinosaurs never existed and that the bones were planted by the government.
1: That sounds like some Christian shit. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> That sounds like someone who believes that Adam and Eve were real people.
0: Mm-hmm yeah that, he did believe that that's,
1: that sounds like smooth brain talk
0: <laughs> okay let's not alienate our evangelical audience
1: <laughs> we don't have an evangelical so, audience
0: <laughs> that's good <laughs> so um i think that's gonna that's gonna do it for us so uh you can follow, follow us on, on instagram, instagram at Review underscore pod. pod. (laughs) And you can follow me on Twitter at GLDTV1. Um, Brie. Don't
1: uh, even try. Don't
0: even even (laughs) perceive her.
1: Don't perceive
0: me. Brie, yeah. Brie Bree wants you to unfollow her.
1: Please unfollow me if you follow me on Twitter.
0: So please avoid Brie at all costs.
1: I don't really go on Twitter anymore because it makes me depressed.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, um you can also email us at uh reviewpodcast one at gmail.com. Um we don't have the YouTube anymore. We we nixed the YouTube. Um
1: this is only because I told Anthony I would do much more of these if I didn't have to look nice.
0: And I agree. With me. no not if I you. can do
1: this podcast in my I pajamas, want to nice I will be. When I was doing it crazy anyway, I was in my comfy at one point. Were, yes, for several pods, for several like, episodes, and people were probably like, "Man, does that girl ever leave her comfy?" I'm like, "Those were recording the same
0: day. Or yeah. were that comfy. We never change clothes. I never here. change
1: clothes."
0: So uh, we'll be back next week with Jurassic Park three. Um, this is the review podcast. I am Anthony. I'm Bree, And we will be signing off. See you next week for Jurassic Park me- 3. Me- <laughs> I'm not even going to put, I'm not <laughs> even going to do the closing music. I'm just going to end it on that noise. Me- <laughs>